0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
2: now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. That's the number to get on the air, 303-690-3000. And then the uh, number to text is 720 720 336 0897. Texting only. Please don't call it. Please don't leave a message. We will never answer it and we will never hear your voicemail. Only text 720 uh, 336 and then call us to be on the air three zero three six nine zero three thousand. couple things we want to let you know about. Uh, first of all, If you serve here at Calvary, we want to invite you out just to remind you uh, that we'll be here this Sunday. We have our servant appreciation, uh, and uh, we'll be here this Sunday. It's a Western attire. We just need you to register. You have to serve here at Calvary. Uh, And, you know, if you're in another church, maybe you could talk to your leadership or pastor and see if they'll throw you a party. Um, It it is a party uh, that we, we have every year to, in a very small way, but a very large way, uh, thank those that serve in our church. So it's always fun. This year it's Western Attire, um, and I was listening to some of the things they have planned today in our staff meeting, and I'm like, all right, yippee-ki-yay, uh, have fun, it's going to be great. Uh, 303-690-3000. The other thing I want to let you know is we have Bible study tonight. We're finishing up our study in Second Peter. So we've been going through pretty quick. First Peter, Second Peter, and then, Lord willing, next week uh, we'll start a brand new series in Jude, uh, verse by verse. At the end of Jude, I will have had, and we'll have all the studies electronically available, teaching every verse of the New Testament, verse by verse, uh, and, and a lot of the books I've taught twice, uh, like Acts and John. First uh, and Peter, Second Peter is twice. Um, so there has been a couple books that I've taught through a couple times, um, and so that that's why there's a little bit of delay. And then a lot of um, a lot of the Old Testament. I haven't counted how many books, but quite a few of the Old Testament. When we're done with Jude, uh, and then when we're when we're done with Jude, we're going to go right into the book of Genesis. I haven't taught Genesis since 2001. I was a rookie uh, pastor. I mean, I guess in many ways I still am a rookie pastor. Uh, however. Uh, I do think Genesis is relevant. It's relevant for the days in which we live. It's relevant for our culture. It's relevant for your world view. So I'm excited personally to study through the Book of Genesis again. Um, again, you know my style of teaching. I'm not. I'm not like a super smart person. Uh, I'm not going to be super scientific, um, but I am going to be very applicational and faithful to the text. And I'll wrestle with the topics, and I'll let. Those that study such things inform me and help me, but uh, it'll be very applicational, um, and I'm, I'm excited about going back into that. So that's kind of the future here at Calvary. We're in the Book of Acts on the weekends. Dynamic, dynamic, already. Already, this last Wednesday, well, the weekend, I taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, is, it is essential that we be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The whole book of Acts, the whole purpose of the church, the whole way that God works on the earth is the Spirit of God working through the Word of God among the people of God. And you got to join us, please, near or far. Especially you guys on Hope FM, shout out to you. Truth FM, shout out to you. Grace FM, our home base, shout out to you. I am... Uh, Also, um, Freedom Radio, sorry. You guys in Boise, Idaho, uh, welcome, welcome. I might have missed a few, but please um, text us. Tell us where you're listening from. Maybe we can start there. I'll shout out to different states uh, of where you're listening from. I can kind of tell from area codes, but tell me where you're at. Here's a text as we're waiting for the phone lines to fill up. What are your views on Halloween? Well, that's a pretty... Broad question. I'm not a big fan of Halloween personally. I don't like uh, how death is glorified, and I don't like all the. Uh, I I don't like any of that. Um, I like having alternative here. I love it when churches are providing an alternative uh, night. You know, they got all all kinds of stuff: trunk or treats and um, harvest festivals. We're not doing one this year because it falls on a service day. Right? Is Halloween's on the 31st? Of course, it's on the thirty-first every year. But is it a Sunday this year? Um, and because it's a Sunday, you know, we're not going to. It takes so much work of set up and take down and everything. We don't. We're not having any alternative. I'm sure other churches are, but we're not. Um, but I say this to say that I, I'm not a big fan of Halloween personally, especially after my son passed away. I just hate the glorification of death. It's nothing funny about death. Uh, nothing to celebrate about death. Uh, it It it's i i don't like it however let me add a couple things in the beginning um i was very strict with my kids uh, and i didn't let them trick or treat because i know the origin i know the origin of halloween i know the origin pagan evil i know all that and i i understand that so i took a hard stand in the early days as a dad not to let the kids dress up and not to let the um not to let them go Get candy. I've changed my mind on that over the years. Um, I I don't want them to participate in like the Halloween aspect of it. But if your neighbors are giving away candy, go take it. Uh, Go get it. Uh, You know, say something else at the door. Say, uh, hello. You know, we let our kids dress up. uh, And the part of dress up, you know, I don't like evil. I don't want any of the evil kind of things. But dressing up, you know, as characters, there's nothing intrinsically evil about that. Um, you know, if you're if you're doing it to worship the dead or the pagans, absolutely sinful. Don't do it. But if I was raising my kids all over again, I would I would do what I did. Teach them about the origins of Halloween. Teach them about the wickedness. But I would have let them go get candy. Um, I changed my mind on that. Um, I and this is just for me. So you ask my opinion. So I'm just sharing it with me. I'm not giving you pastoral advice here. I'm just Ed the dad. Um, it didn't hurt my kids. I mean, they probably got mad at me. And I believe me, I bought them plenty of candy. It's not not that. But I I would say the broader aspect is not a Halloween issue with me in those early days. It was a fear issue. I just was didn't want my kids to be influenced by the world. And somewhere along the way, God added into my life to use the world to disciple my kids, not just keep them from the world. They're in the world, just like you are. But they're in the world differently than you are because they don't have the... Capacity to process like you do. So, at a very young age, what are we just training our kids, discipling our kids? Of course, we want them to stay away from evil. Of course, we don't want them to glorify death. Yes, yes, double yes. However, we can use them as tools to disciple. Uh, so, I don't participate in Halloween. We don't decorate our house. Um, you know, our neighbors do, they got little kiddos. Um, and you know, I love their kids, love them, and, you know, I don't judge them or get mad at them or anything. It's, it's our neighborhood, but I don't personally like it. I hate being reminded of death, quite frankly. Um, I visit a cemetery uh, many times a year to visit my son's grave and, you know, seeing some of the things in our neighborhood, and just, you know, that's me. So it's not for everybody, but that's me. 303-690-3000. Whoa. Denver, Colorado. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, welcome to the program, Bianca. Um, Or is it Blanca? Um, Sorry, Blanca. I'm reading it wrong. (laughs) My mistake. It's okay. Sorry. You're on the air.
3: So, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing okay. How are you?
3: Good, good. Well, just calling because I have a question. Okay. Um, Well, it's more like a situation. So... I started dating somebody um, uh, for—we were both both Christians, but we broke up recently. Okay. And during the relationship, um, the Lord revealed to me that my boyfriend was too busy. Okay. That he needed to stay still and know that he was God. And then throughout our— um when we would go to church, there was several people that didn't know him. I didn't know them, and they, in prayer also told that boyfriend that that he he needed to stay still and know that God was God. So and um, so he just, you know, I explained to him because he was like, well, I don't see that as being a sin. And I explained to him. And well, when I was in my younger years, I'm sorry.
2: Blanca, how about we do this? How about we, yes. let's start with your question and then maybe in my follow-up, we can add some yeah. of these things. So how about we start there? What's your what, What's your question? And then I, let's work backwards. Are you still um, there? Yeah.
3: Yes, because I, I don't even know the question. To yeah. be honest with you, it's more like: Should I go back with him if he comes? And what my what should what should I do or say? Because this situation seemed a little flaky, but not so. But I'm confused of if I should let him have another chance. Okay, if he does come back.
2: So the the answer to that is I have no idea what you're supposed to do. Um, of course. <laughs> so we'll start yeah, there. Right. However, here's some wisdom to consider. If you do pursue anything with him again, I want you to tone it down. I want you to start basics. I don't want. I, I believe it. Let's say if you were my daughter, I would tell you this: uh, don't go right to the boyfriend girlfriend. Go back to friendship, just friendship, and spend some time together with no. Uh, no commitment of we are exclusive boyfriend and girlfriend, but be good friends. Do things together without that, man, you're my girlfriend and you should act a certain way, and you're my boyfriend and you should act a certain way, because that's the natural—if you start out as friends, then what the Lord has for you in the future will naturally develop. If you go right back to, well, we're exclusive boyfriend and girlfriend— um, then there's all kinds of expectations that already are going to interfere with you enjoying each other. But if you say, "Okay, look, let's start," let let's if if you do end up pursuing that friendship again, then it starts with no. Let's just be friends and see if God has something for us. Um, and then you want to look for things in a man. You want to look for spiritual leadership. You want to look for spiritual maturity. You want to look for a man that's going to lead you in the Bible and lead you in Bible reading and lead you in prayer. And, and considering just a little bit that we let you share, it doesn't sound like this guy has the spiritual maturity you're looking for or that you need to grow in grace. Right. Unless you didn't describe other parts of him, but it just doesn't sound like... Those hesitancies, as hard as it is, as hard as it is, and I know it is hard, but those hesitancies have been given to you by the Holy Spirit. It's not just you. When it gets into your head and whether you think and did I miss out on somebody special and it gets all confusing but you know your gut and I mean we have the Holy Spirit right but but the world would say just listen to your gut like that feeling is real it's not made up and it's also just consistent with your own personality and you know and here's the answer here's the real answer to your question you know the kind of man that you're looking for that you know would be compatible with you, and you have already concluded this isn't that man. Yeah. And you're just having a hard time letting it go.
3: Yeah, because when I broke up with him, he said that he was just thinking that I was negative and I was just pushing him, and I was like, negative? Like, like it- I didn't get what he Like, I asked him and stuff, but he was like, well, you're just looking at my negative. And I'm like, no, like, like, I've seen some mental distortion already going on because you're so busy. I saw kind of like a mental breakdown and like, I'm concerned for you.
2: Well, you know, it is a good thing that, uh, it is a good thing that he, you guys have had this conversation because the more you guys talk to each other, uh, the more that you begin to learn about each other's personalities, you get to learn. So his, however your guy's friendship and relationship was, uh, you, now you know that he in, that's his the way he interprets things. And I think that you, what you need to do is get your eyes back on the Lord, even when it comes to him, s- start taking that energy, pursuing the Lord again, and move forward in your relationship with him
3: so much pastor i would love for you to pray though that you know he reflect on that regardless if he comes back or not okay. because i i am really concerned for him
2: father i pray for this young man that came into blanca's life and just all that's been revealed uh, even the confusion blanca's facing and and uh, obviously she cares for him uh, she invested time in this friendship and relationship And so I just pray, considering all that's going on, even whatever part of her heart is broken, uh, whatever part of her misses him, I pray that just this verse keeps popping up, I pray into her life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. And so let her trust you, and then for this young man... Lord may he learn from the time that Blanca was in his life, even just just listening to her and receiving it and not not just being um, not just being defensive, but also open to learning and growing in his own walk with you in Jesus name. Amen.
3: Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate you and your ministry and everything you do um, for us as listeners.
2: You're welcome. Bless you. Yes. Yeah. God bless you. Bye-bye. is the number. 303 And And just as a way of example for you guys listening in all around the country, uh, it is okay, and, I, and by way of example, I want you guys to see this. Like when someone asks a question and you don't really have the answer, it is okay to say, I don't know. Uh, because, you know, we, we get a lot of questions in church, in our church life. Uh, it's just really heavy stuff. I was talking to one of the brothers today about all the prayer requests that have been coming into our church. And by the way, you can use the text line 720-336-0897. You can text us a prayer request anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We will pray over it, and it will be sent through all of our prayer ministry here at Calvary. Uh, and but we were talking about some of the heavy, heavy things that have been coming through, and and in our conversation, we both were reminded that we we are not Jesus Christ, we are not someone's savior, we do not possess all wisdom, um, but we can encourage and strengthen and bring comfort and be empathetic and point people to the Lord. But you don't have to feel pressure um, to have an answer for everyone's question and. Difficult because we really don't know. I look at a relationship question. I mean, unless there's blatant sin, I really don't know what the Lord's doing. So to say that it's okay, and then let then we back up and say, okay, what does the Bible say? And then we can, even though there's a lot of things we don't know, we can start asking of the Bible, what does the Bible say around a situation like this? Um, I know it's kind of simplistic too, but I didn't mention it with Blanca. But you know, with Adam and Eve, we have a model like a a paradigm that God develops in relationships. It's a good one. It's not an exclusive paradigm, but it is an important one nonetheless. And that is, in in Adam's need for a companion, he didn't search out. Obviously, there wasn't anything or anyone to search out. But in his need, God brought to him the fulfillment of his need. And there was a place of faith and trust in the Lord. And certainly for you guys that are single. By the way, we just did a. Uh, I got a call from a friend of mine in New Jersey today uh, that was listening to our radio broadcast. Abounding Grace just started airing. Um, just started airing our Family Matters series. First time in 21 years I ever did a series on the family together. And one of the studies was Singles Matter. I use the word matter in all of it, right? Family matters, everybody matters, uh, because it's true. And so singles, I did a whole study on singles. I was a singles pastor for two and a half years. Uh, Very fruitful, wonderful time in my life where I learned a lot of uh, the life of singleness, not personally, but from everyone I got to serve. It was just awesome. All right, we're going to go down to Alabama now. Sydney is on the line. Sydney, welcome to the program.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, my question, you heard my question before when I just... Um,
2: I didn't, because I, I wasn't... I'm, I'm the one on the radio now, so if you could just give me a quick one, I'll, I'll hear it again.
4: Okay, I was asking, is Christ already here uh, um, with, with us, and He's just getting ready to reappear?
2: Jesus Christ has. Is, is, is that a
4: question? question?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Jesus Christ ascended into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father, and He has promised to return. So we are waiting for His soon return.
4: Okay. So He's not. He, he's He's with us, but He's not here.
2: Correct. He gave us. Oh. Remember, I just shared this. Uh, I know you weren't with us um, because you're in Alabama. What city are you in in Alabama? Montgomery. Montgomery. So in Montgomery, we are here in Colorado, and I just taught this Sunday uh, a Bible study, and I mentioned where Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to be with us because he said he's not going to leave us orphans until he returns. So you and I have the living God dwelling in us as born-again believers. Oh, okay. So that's what it is. Yes. It's so beautiful.
4: Yeah, because when, um like... I heard you he told me i got 40 more years than this hurt with him, and I'm 60-something years old. Oh wow! just amazed.
2: Well, he's coming back.
4: I know he is.
2: So exciting. I know
4: that. I know that for sure. I'm positive because I went to the store one day. I'm just saying this for you to hear my confession. I went to the store one day, Home Depot, yes. and somebody came up to me and said, because I've been telling people about God. Yes. And he told me to leave my people alone. And I'd never met him before. I'd never seen him before. And I said, who is your people? You know, I was saying to myself, I never asked him who is his people. But I am saying, who is your people? Why, what, what, and then uh, the same, the next morning, somebody drive up to me and asked me if there is a God. And I said, yes, I'm sure.
2: Mm.
4: So what, what, what was that?
2: I don't know. I wasn't there. Sounds pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty interesting.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting to me. But yeah. Yeah, I don't understand.
2: Well, bless you, my brother in Alabama. God bless you. So good to have you call in. Very exciting. <laughs> All right. Coming back to Colorado now, Loveland. Eli, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, Pastor Ed. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're um, fantastic. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Thankful that uh, that you do this ministry and God's used you in a mighty way already in my life. Mm. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I've kind of got a funny situation here. It's more a prayer request and a question. Um, I got last February, I got fired from a job in Montana, and we moved to Colorado. And God totally just provided this house for us recently and um to buy so we purchased it we started reno it and um like just this last week a job offer came in um in south dakota and it would be like a a dream job and i used to cowboy for a living and it's you know i feel like it's what god created me to do awesome and um i just don't know like you know how do you discern the will of god like he he totally provided this house for us in a market where you know we didn't have enough money to buy and and he provided this for us he yeah. we, he found a house we could afford and and now I've got this offer that totally seems like what I'd love to do and so I don't know I'm just wondering how do you discern God's will on something like this?
2: Well, the good news is it sounds like God has allowed a situation to come into your life that no matter what decision you make. Uh, It's going to be a decision of faith, and and there's no sin involved. So those are the things that we look for because the Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin. There's no glaring sin um, that's there. And you know, as you're processing it, you're praying together with your wife. You're praying for wisdom. um, That you're praying that. Do you do you think it's God? Do you think you guys want to? Because you know you're in a beautiful place. Do you want to step out uh, and try this? Um, because if you do, great. If you don't, great. Just you got to make the decision and trust in the Lord. I think of having a peace that passes all understanding. Right. You, if there's any closed doors or there's anything that uh, it 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 lines up with the Word, there's nothing sinful about it. Um, God's given you a peace about the decision that you're about to make. Uh, it it leads to a deep uh, life of worship. Um, and don't limit God to a couple choices, right? So that maybe. Uh, you don't sell the house that he gave you. You rent it out, uh, and then you move on and get another house. Like So to help bring clarity, it doesn't have to be either or. There could be a lot of ands. Or you could pray and just ask the Lord, Is did you move us to this house to root us in this community? Um, because if he did, then it doesn't matter what job offers you come your way. You're supposed to be rooted in that community. Uh, and and just really bring very precise, specific prayers to the Lord. And don't be afraid to pray for the worst-case scenario. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, Lord, if you don't want me to go to South Dakota, I don't want to go. Affirm my heart. Um, you know, I don't want to ruin anything by moving there if you called me here, and just be brutally honest with Him. But eventually, you're just going to have to make a decision. Okay. And
5: well, thank you. Yeah, that's I- <laughs>
2: you, we we sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves, right? Because South Dakota isn't—it's an offer. That's all it is. It's just an offer. You don't live there. You don't work there yet. Um, so while we're while we're wondering about the future, which is concerning, you know, not not necessarily a bad concern, but uh, opportunity. I want to be faithful here. God's God God wants me to still be faithful in this new house. He wants me to be faithful in this community. He wants to be faithful in my marriage. Uh, and, you know, it might be a dream job for you, but is it a dream job for your wife? Um, because you're one, right? Is it? Uh, right. And you guys just have those discussions. But ultimately, like, ultimately, by the time you guys are done talking and praying, it's just going to lead to a decision. And then once you make it, just move on. If you stay, yeah. then we say, Lord, we're here by faith. And if you move, say, like, Lord, we're there by faith. And that's it. And then that way, you think too. if you think too much on it, you'll think yourself... Into the ground.
5: Sure. Well, thank you. That uh, that does bring some clarity. I appreciate it.
2: I remember an opportunity came up for us to move years ago. We moved here. I felt like God wanted us here in Colorado. I got the city, and uh, we started a church. And then an opportunity came up to to go to another church, and um, it was a great opportunity, man. I mean, the church back this church back then was. Was much smaller than it is today, uh, involved in far less than it was, and this other church was huge, uh, big, already established, and they and and the invitation came, and then I came home and talked to my wife, and I also talked to my kids, and they all said, "No way, we don't want to move," and that was it. That was the end of the that was the end of the discussion um, because yeah. I was called to Aurora. I was faithful in Aurora. Uh, all those other things didn't matter, and God used my kids and my wife to go Ed. What are you thinking? We're supposed to be here. And and it was true. We were supposed to be here. And the brother that took over that fellowship was absolutely the right person. But I just had to make the decision and move on. Yeah. And, you know, that's 16 years later now. Sure. And I'm still here.
5: (laughs) Praise God.
2: Praise God for that. And a lot has happened in the last 16 years, that's for sure.
5: Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny how, like, I didn't even pursue this job offer, and guy just kind (laughs) of—we actually—crazy, we met at a funeral last weekend, my grandpa's funeral, and he's like, yeah, I'm looking to retire. Do you want to take my
2: job? No way. Uh, Well, it sounds like you ask, like James says, for wisdom. God gives you wisdom, and we'll see what God has in store for you. You hear the music, we gotta go. Hey, we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Hey, welcome back everyone to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and questions. Calvary Live originates here in Aurora, Colorado. It's a ministry outreach of Grace FM, which is a ministry outreach of Calvary Church in Aurora. 21 years we've been in this community, and I want to welcome everyone. Maybe it's your first time listening to radio. Maybe it's the first time you're listening to Calvary Live. Maybe you're listening online. The audience, of course, has grown significantly over the years. The latest station Network that we added was the Freedom Radio Network. So, welcome you guys on Freedom. We're getting calls from all over the Freedom Radio Network. It's pretty exciting and encouraging. Uh, We got a call from Alabama today. We got calls from Florida yesterday. Um, And of course, we have some overlap. We have Pennsylvania, but we also know Hope FM. Uh, You guys, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, Uh, of course, Truth FM, Kentucky, Carolinas. Um, so wherever you're listening to this, welcome uh, on board. We're very grateful um, for you to be a part of all that you are um, all that we're doing here. We, we get to uh, be a small part of the greater um, work that God is doing in your life. And so Calvary Life for those of you brand new is a show where you call in or text in your questions and things going on in your life. It's more of a pastoral show than it is a Bible answer uh, program. Although we do answer Bible questions. It's the only tool that we use is the Bible uh, to answer your questions. But it's more pastoral. We'll pray for you, encourage you, talk through things with you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And then text me. 720-336-0897. Here's a text. Pray for my grandson. He's been using heroin and fentanyl, uh, 29. Father, I pray for this young man, um, that is addicted to heroin, and now they're putting fentanyl and cutting it and all that. It's very dangerous. I pray you would deliver him from the bondage of this addiction. I pray God that you would, um, be with his uh, grandparents, grandma, um, and what a blessing for grandma to be a part of his life. And, uh, We pray for the grandchildren that are represented by those listening, even my own, Lord. I pray for my grandson every day, every day, praying for your perfect will in his life, just like I now pray for this grandson and your perfect will. Deliver him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000. Back to Aurora, Colorado. Jenny, welcome to the program. Hey, Jenny, you're on the air. Oh, maybe I have God? to hit the button, huh? Sorry, I forgot. I've got to hit the button here. Uh Jenny, you're on the air. There you go.
1: Okay. Um, I was just wondering I have two questions. Okay. Um, why does God let innocent people suffer? no matter like if I try to make good karma on into the world it doesn't come back to me. I just feel yeah. like I'm constantly suffering.
2: Yeah. Yeah, suffering stinks, man. It's um uh, it's one of the most difficult things that we face, Jenny, and I'm sorry that suffering is a part of your life. You know, the, when you follow the teachings of Jesus, um, he teaches, he teaches us very clearly. He said, I want you to know that in this world, you're going to have trouble, but I want you to take heart because I've overcome the world. And, you know, somewhere along the way you've been introduced to this, this teaching of karma, but karma really isn't real. Um, it's not true. You and I can't create our own realities. Um, we, we can't do something good and expect that we're only going to experience good. Um, have you ever heard, Jenny, the word... Have you ever heard about the topic or the truth of sin? Have you ever heard that word before? Um, yes. You know, sin is the big issue that you and I deal with. You know, I you suffer. It seems like it, right now you're in a season of your life where everywhere you turn, it's suffering, and, you know, even I'm, I'm a pastor here. I think I God has blessed me um, in many ways. I think I have a really good good life God's blessed me with. But, you know, I suffer every day too. And you're like, man, what? Like if pastors suffer, then there's probably no hope for me. Uh, but that's not true. There's hope for both of us. Because in in Jesus, by faith in him, we can have hope. And as much as I have suffered and there's pain in my life, there's also really good things going on in my life. There's really blessed things going on in my life. Even right now, you know, I know you probably don't feel this way, but just being alive is a blessing. Just breathing right now. You and I talking on the phone right now is a good thing, and why does God allow it? Well, God allows suffering and sin because it's part of our our having a free relationship, right? God could make everything be perfect if he wanted. He could. Um, but then you and I would have no freedom, right? We would have no ability to express ourselves. Like like if someone that you cared for that you love a lot, Jenny, you just love them, but you find out they're a robot and they say, I love you, Jenny. Everything you do is good. Would that make you feel good? Be loved by a robot? No. <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't make... Yeah, I mean, if my wife was a robot, I am and Marie and, and I love you because I have to, it, it wouldn't, but because she... She chooses, my wife chooses, or my kids choose, or our church family chooses. We get to choose to love one another. We get to choose to go through difficulties together. And God has allowed the the consequences of sin on the earth so that we could make a free will choice whether to follow him or not. It's the same in, in every relationship. Um. You know, even an answer like that doesn't satisfy us because we're like, well, okay, Pastor Man, you're still, I still suffer. But you got to understand, Ginny, we all suffer and we all face pain and we all have, because this world is not permanent. Like this world is not the end. And you know, this is not how God created the world. Did you know that? Mm-mm. God created the world perfect. He actually said this is good. And then because of man's choice, to rebel against him, sin entered in, and now we're all dealing with the effects of sin. Sometimes we effect, we deal with the effects of our own sin. Sometimes we deal with the consequences of other people's sin. But we definitely live with the consequences of sin every single day.
1: Yeah. It's just hard, because um, I love God and stuff. I've grown up to... Always respect him and be grateful, but it's just Good. like, oh no! It's just um, the more I get older, I'm 18 now. And the yeah. more I get older, it's just the more I'm getting mad at the world, and the more I don't want to be here. And it's some going through a war in my head with God. And it's just like hard because like it's not even, he's not even like really here to talk to me.
2: Yeah. I know it, it does feel that way at times. Now, when you say when you say um, that you really don't want to be here, are you are you thinking? Suicide or just wish you weren't here?
1: Suicide.
2: Have you have you talked to anybody about that?
1: Yeah, I've been to like three other therapists. And okay, I've good. been on medication. Good. I've been on everything.
2: Yeah, you know, you get to a place where it just doesn't seem like there's any hope. Um, it's a pretty dark and lonely place, um, but it's not real. You you are so important to to God. You are so important to the people that love you. You're and so important to me and to this church family. Um, are you are you willing to go to church tonight? Can you come to to this church? Because I think you did. I let me see you. I think you're in Aurora, right? Yeah. Would Would you Would you come to this church tonight? And I can connect you with a with a woman that can minister to you and encourage you because we want to help you get through this season. Um, and you know what? There's a good chance, Jenny, you're going to be hurting for a long time. There's a good chance that this is part of your life, but you can, you cannot, you can learn, uh, even as I've learned for different reasons to live with pain. Um, and I just don't want you to, to be alone. Would you be, do you know where our church is? Have you been here before?
1: I used to go there with
2: my grandma. Oh, good. Well, would you be willing to come tonight so you can get, like, immediate encouragement tonight? Yeah.
1: What time
2: uh, is... It starts at tr- 7. Okay.
4: <laughs>
2: and then afterwards, you know, after we sing and after we after we have our time together, um, you can come up after... Because first of all, God's just going to bless you and encourage you just for the short amount of time that you're here. And then after afterwards... You know, we'll have, we'll find a, a gal um, and then, you know, the Lord will have the perfect person for you just to encourage you because this is a long road. You know, life is hard. You don't, I, you don't need me to tell you that. Like you already know that, but it's not so hard that you're not going to be able to make it. You'll be able to make it.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for Jenny. She's just in and out of all these challenges as she's getting older now, it's just getting harder. And all these suicidal thoughts have been going through her mind. and But she's asking for help, God. So that tells me she can sense hope in the midst of these difficult feelings. And I pray that you would encourage her, Lord, even from this phone call, to hear how people do care, to hear how much you care. And it just it's you're, you're going to get her through this season, this particular season. Then she'll come to another one, and you'll get her through that one. And she'll come to another one. And you get it through that one, and I know that you have, you have, um, you have prepared this time just for her as a gift to her, to bless her and encourage her, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Ginny, do you Thank like you. to read it all?
1: Oh, I've been trying to get into it.
2: Because I have. If if you do come tonight, not only are we going to find a woman to come alongside of you. But I want to give you a couple gifts. One of them is a book on depression. It's the absolute best book I've ever read on the topic of depression. And it really will help validate the feelings that you have, right? Because not everybody understands your feelings. Um, But this brother does. Uh, And 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 then also give you some solutions because you know you you know one of the things that are going that's going to help right away is for you to get back into fellowship get back into into the bible get back into prayer doing what you did right now like you totally made the right choice calling and waiting to talk to me and god's going to bless that in your life and you come back with other believers even when you don't feel it here's the one last thing because i know other people are feeling the same way A lot of what you're dealing with right now is your feelings and they're just overwhelming and your feelings are messing with your head so now you've got you got these thoughts and you've got these feelings but one of the things I've had to learn over the years is that even though I have all these feelings my feelings don't always tell me the truth and so I can't live on my feelings And I've been learning, you know, myself, um, I've been learning how as a grown man to take my thoughts captive under the Lord, to live by faith. I know all these other things are not, I don't have any control over what people say, what people do. I don't have any control of other people in my life, but I do have control me. Even though sometimes you feel like I have no control. Uh, No, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And there is a there is help for you, and and so if you come tonight, I'm, I'll have a couple books in the in my pulpit there um, that I will give to you as a gift. You never have to give them back; they're yours as a gift. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: Okay, Jenny. I'll see you tonight. See. Bye bye. <sighs> so here is the thing, church. This is the thing. This is one of the, um, one of the um benefits of the show, but it also kind of is a heavy burden, isn't it? Because this Jenny is why the church, we have to have our eyes on the Lord. Jenny is why we need to walk in the spirit. There's a Jenny and there's a Jeff and there's a Mark and there's a Martha. People, real people, With real lives, dealing with real issues. And I know it's much easier to post some opinion on Facebook. It's harder to do the hard work and the deep work. It's harder to read a book on depression, even though you're not depressed, to read a book on depression so you can minister to people that are depressed. I know that's much harder. It's much harder to take notes during a Bible study. It's much harder to to serve with Operation Christmas Child. It's much harder to work all day, 12, 13-hour days, and then come to Bible study. It's much harder to you know, have life and all the things you're doing and then go serve at Denver Rescue Mission. It's much harder. It's easier just to get upset with the world, to get mad at the mandates and get mad at the government, and it's much easier to do that. But the reason why God has put us on the earth is for Jenny. That's why. To take the time, and it doesn't need to be a radio station. Jenny is somebody's neighbor. I promise you within 10 10 houses of her, there are believers. That's why we've been sharing with the church. Be the church. Because Jenny called us, but for every Jenny that calls, there's 100 other people that don't call. But they're still having such a great need. And church, I just beg you to be the church. I beg you to walk in the spirit. Maybe you need to read that book on depression. Email me. I'll send you a text, a, a link where you can download it. Uh, you'd have to purchase it, but you can download it. Maybe you need to equip yourself on on a book on, on depression so you can minister to people. This is a biblical book, too. It's it's going to um it's going to help you walk through. The feelings, the emotions, the medical parts of it, that kind of... But it's also going to give you the Word. Because the Word is profitable for even things like this. But like you guys here that call Calvary your home, you know, this is the drum we've been beating all throughout the existence of this church, no matter what crisis we face. Be the church. Be the church. Have compassion. Empathy costs nothing. I mean, we be patient with one another. Show preference to one another. Walk in humility. Um So it's um it's a privilege for us to pray for Jenny. It's a privilege for us to be available. Listen and you know, you grandmas out there, listen to what she said. I used to come to church with my grandma and now when she's eighteen, I know maybe maybe your grandchild isn't like isn't doing what you thought they'd be doing, or they're getting into trouble or they wandered away or whatever it might be. But you listen to Jenny. This is for your grandparents out there. Of course, you grandparents that love your grandkids and are making the right decisions for them. When you bring your grandkids to church, it sows the seeds of the gospel so that when Jenny's looking for help, what does she do? She calls the station. I mean, it's amazing that God allows us to be a part of. Um, it, it's amazing. Uh, let's go to Pennsylvania now. Uh Carol's on the line. Carol, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm okay, how are you?
1: Okay, I would just like to say to uh, Jenny, if she's still listening, that um, I'm praying for her. And thank I'm you. sure there are thousands of other people praying for her, too. And I'd like to thank you for um, putting your ministry online. Yeah, I listen every Sunday, and thank you.
2: You're welcome. I'm and, so grateful to be a part of what God's doing in your life.
1: Oh, gosh, I don't know what I'd do without you guys. Um, I'm going to try to say this very quickly because it's very sad and upsetting to me. But um, okay. my my adult son passed away a uh, over, little over a year ago of an uh, accidental uh, fentanyl overdose. And okay. uh, he had been struggling with um, drug addiction, and he would do good and then bad. But he wound up, you know, um, telling my daughter and I um, that, he was struggling with hearing two voices in his head, and he had been having them for a long time, and they were telling him to kill himself and saying just terrible things to him constantly, mm-hmm. and um, he, you know, was um, seen as a psychiatrist and all, but he just was so struggling, and okay. he was just such a good, kind-hearted person, Okay. and We would. I don't know if he was saved, but you know he had a Bible. Sometimes we would go to church together. We would talk about things, and he had a lot of questions. And then um, you know, just he passed away. Well, I guess I have two questions because had my daughter and I had an experience. Now my daughter was very close to my son. Um, but she is not like a church goer, you know, she would not consider herself a again Christian or anything, doesn't read the Bible, but she's a good person. But two days after my son passed away at night I was woken up by a terribly, terribly dark, ugly, frightening just presence in my room. Okay. I've never had that before. Um, I did never believe in demons or really the devil. I've always believed in God. But then my daughter called me the next day and told me that she had had the same experience Mm. overnight and frightened her also. So I guess my question is, you know, to me, when I thought about it, it really seemed to me that he was really possessed by these demons that were just tormenting him. And they were just had nowhere to go and they were searching and I just, you know, I I don't believe it was him. My daughter didn't feel like it was him. I've lost parents and sister and, you know, other people in my life, and I've never had that. So I just was questioning. That's all that I can think of, and I didn't know if you had any experience in anything like that. And I was also wondering, you know, if he was really tortured with these Mm. demons, then maybe he would have a chance to be forgiven by God. No, that's a great question. It's on my heart all the time.
2: I'm so heartbroken that. Well, that's... let's go ahead and address those things because we're almost running out of time. First of all, I'm very, very sorry um, and sad to hear about you losing your adult son. That's um, that's a very hard thing to endure. There's a real special relationship between a mom and her son, and and I know the Lord has comforted you, but I I want um, I want you to know I'm sorry for the, your pain and um, the. The first part of the answer that you're looking for is what you experienced definitely was not your son returning. Um, We know that for sure. The Bible is very clear that once somebody uh, passes away, they can't return, um, and they won't return. uh, And their eternal destiny is already set, and they won't come back. The demonic realm is real. You're right. Um, As real as God is, is, so are demons, um, God created a class, God created a class of being known as the angels. and then one of those angels rebelled against God <clears throat> and influenced a whole third. Imagine that a whole third of the angels followed him and they became what we know as demons today and they're very active on the earth. They're not stronger than God and and they're not a, a capable of indwelling real believers, but they can definitely torment, uh, deceive, lie and do all kinds of things. Uh, so whatever you did experience, uh, it definitely was not um, your son okay. And then when yeah. it comes to your son's salvation here here's because we don't know, here are some things that we do know. Um, one is we we, we know that um, God loved your loved your son, He sent his only begotten son Jesus to die for your son um, so that if your son, repented of his sins and expressed his belief in jesus christ then the promise of god is that he'll have eternal life and there's so much about your son we don't know we don't know along the way in his struggle with addiction or or the people that he met or the people that shared with them you know there's always there's always believers god always has believers going around sharing the love of jesus and serving people especially those wrestling with addictions and so we don't know Um, But this we do know, when your son faces God, he will be treated fairly, justly, and righteously. God will not be unfair with him, uh, and God will not do something that is unjust. And the other thing I know is that when you and I get to heaven, and we face God, whatever the outcome is with your son, we will agree with God. Right now, it's hard to conceive because we don't know, but whatever the outcome is, we will agree with God because we will see things exactly how He sees things and we will agree with Him. And so there's always hope. Um, you know, there's always hope with this, especially when it comes to addictions, because you know as well as I do, your son wasn't Himself and the drugs made him different. And I know that when I was in alcohol and drugs, I was a different person than I am today. And God saved me out of alcohol and drugs. Fortunately, um, I didn't die, um, but God still nonetheless saved me and delivered me from drugs and alcohol, and I'm grateful for that. And we know that God could have done that in your son's life as well. Um, and so our hope is that God, that, that your son did um, make that decision, but because we don't know, we're just going to trust God with him.
1: Okay, that helps. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: 303
2: 690 3000. Let me just say if anyone's having suicidal thoughts, um, you can come here to church tonight. We'll bless you and we'll minister to you. And we also have the National Suicide Prevention Line, 800 273 8255. 800 273 8255. And wherever you're listening, whatever station you're listening to this on, there is a church associated with this radio station that can serve you in your community, for sure. Now, we're a part of the Calvary Chapel family of churches, and there's a very good chance there's a Calvary Chapel nearby you. Um, here in Colorado, if you go to gracefm.com, we have a list of churches of that we have relationships with. Not just Calvary's, we have other friends outside of Calvary that... Um, that i I know that you can that that the pastor 's trustworthy and the ministry 's trustworthy so um you 're not alone um, <laughs> uh, so uh, we would love to have you be a part of it three oh three six nine zero three thousand we do not want you to um, we don 't want you to to go through this alone <laughs> you are loved. And I know maybe even the words sound hollow to you and empty, but they're not. Um, It's a difficult place to be in the depths of um, your battle, and it is a battle. And the good news is you're you're still fighting, and the Lord is um, the Lord is doing a work in your life. Um, uh, Here is a poem. You know, one of the things that the Bible says, you could share a song. And so poems are like songs without music. So here's a poem. I'm going to read it without reading it first. I'm just going to read it straight up. Feelings come and feelings go, but feelings are deceiving. My warrant, I say, my anchor is the word of God. Nothing else is worth believing. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to read it again. Somebody texted, texted this in, which is kind of cool. Um uh, oh, I lost it. Where did it go? Okay, here we go. Feelings come and feelings go, but feelings are deceiving. My anchor is the Word of God. Nothing else is worth believing. That's pretty cool. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. I know we have some folks on on hold still, but we are at the absolute end of the show, so please call back. We have service tonight, as I mentioned I know a lot of people have neglected, even churches have stopped their midweek Bible study, but I'm telling you, we're going to be here. It it is good to be together in the house of the Lord. It is good to sing together. It's good to pray together. It's good to study the Bible together. It is good. God inhabits the praises of His people, and um, we invite you. And if there's a church... Uh, in your community that has a midweek Bible study I know some churches doing Tuesdays some churches doing Wednesdays some churches doing Thursdays Uh, I even um, learned of a church in Colorado Springs that's doing a service on Friday it's great to be together and as we're studying the book of Acts that's one of the marks the church as believers were together in the Lord come on out calvaryco.church download our free app just put my name in the app store Ed Taylor and you can join us from wherever you are in the country even around the world calvaryco.church or my name Ed Taylor love to meet you love to serve you come on out tonight 7pm here at Calvary Church in Aurora Colorado near or far God bless you guys
0: you've been listening to Calvary Live tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.